Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. We talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to episode five of the Master Drafter Football Podcast. I'm Chris Burton. And I'm Mike Reardon. And today we're going to be talking about 2019 rookie linebackers. So, who do you have for your for your first tier here, Mike? Um, well, I have a two-player tier. Um, probably you probably have the same thing, I'm sure, with mm-hmm. uh, Devin White and Devin Bush in that order. Devin White of uh, LSU, and uh, where did Devin Bush play? Michigan. Michigan. That's right. And White was the first the first linebacker drafted by the Buccaneers at five. And the Steelers moved up from twenty to ten to pick Devin Bush. The two Devins is my one and my two. Yeah. Same here. Devin White, four four two, uh ran the forty. Devin Bush ran a four four three. Uh, Devin White, six foot, two thirty-seven. Devin Bush, five eleven, two thirty-four. So I mean, these guys are really, really close. Um, it's, it's not a great class, I would say, but these guys are—they're great players. They could—they'd be the top two linebackers in a yeah. lot of drafts. Last year was a had some great linebackers and Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, Leighton Vander Esch, all first-round picks. Those guys were great. Um, Darius Leonard. Um, but these guys, I think these guys are right in that class with those. I think, I think these are the only two linebackers in this draft that can hang with those guys from last year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we'll, we'll get into the next guys. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that these are, it's the top tier, um, with these two guys, like. And uh, Devin White obviously went to Tampa Bay, Devin Bush to Pittsburgh. I think I think Bush will have a little bit more immediate opportunity there in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because I think he's going to slot right in next to Vince Williams. And um, and and I think he's really even going to be the guy there before long. Um, yeah. I think he could surpass Vince Williams in training camp. Whereas, I mean, Devin White is still going to get on the field, but – you know, Levante David yeah. is David a lot uh, more talented than Vince Williams is, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he has Levante David to compete with, um, you know, as well as some other, some other guys in that defense, whereas Pittsburgh, um, you know, I think Devin Bush could just end up feasting in that defense on, ta- on tackles. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I, I will say, I think Bush, the one concerning thing with him that I've kind of, I've kind of noticed is he, he's not like a real, he's not sideline to sideline like Devin White is. Like he's not, you know, he might, um, I've, you know, I heard a couple people kind of say, you know, way back at the beginning of the process, process that he, he might be better suited as like an edge guy, like just like a, a pass rusher. Interesting. Really? Um, Yeah. And so, obviously, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers thought well enough of him to kind of put those doubts to rest, um, at least for now. 
Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm in that camp, but I like, those are things that I've heard throughout the process that he's not quite as sideline to sideline, but I've also heard that he's a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a higher football IQ than Devin White. Okay. Um, at least for right now. So White's know, more I mean. of like a playmaker, more yeah. of a flashy. Would you say White might be compar- comparable to maybe like a Deion Jones? Yeah, um, I I would just say he's more like more he's a quicker lateral movement, I guess. Okay. More that's what I mean by sideline to sideline. More um, and more re- like he he still gets burned sometimes. I think. Would but, you say one of them is more of a pure tackler than the other? Um, I mean, I think they both can tackle, but okay. I just think yeah. I would say I guess I would say what I'm getting at is pursuit wise. I think Devin okay. White might have the edge there. Yeah, I I think that's. Yeah, I think that's a consensus with White is in, he's in terms of, you know, chasing down taking that taking the correct angle and chasing down the, the tackler. Yeah. Um but, you know, it, it it's really close with those guys. It's sort of I mean, if it's a redraft league, I'm probably taking Devin Bush. But in 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 Dynasty, it's really close. So I mean it's kinda pick your poison there. Like I'll I'll take Devin White over Devin Bush just because of the draft pedigree, because it is so close. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind of the tiebreaker for me. Um, and I mean, I, LS, yeah. LSU. Looks too, like we like, both, it looks like we both have white ahead of Bush. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, like I feel like for most people, mm-hmm. I guess I won't say most people, cause it would be like just a few people that have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But when someone's going to draft a linebacker, in their league and they're going to draft the first linebacker off the board. I do feel like they question themselves. Do I take white? Do I take Bush? Yeah. Um, Bush just has, he's going into Pittsburgh where he's going to go right into that, that middle linebacker role where, you know, that's, that's just like, I mean, it's kind of like Tremaine Edmonds last year going to the bills. You know, it's just a great, a great spot to be a middle linebacker at. Yeah. Especially if you're a top guy, um, you just they just everything's funneled to you, and it's just very uh, it's a very tempting, you know, decision if you want to take the Pittsburgh Steelers middle linebacker, you know, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers middle linebacker. Mm, absolutely. Um, and and that's kind of what has brought Bush's value, I think, closer to White, and has kind of you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's been I think most drafts. Devin White goes before Devin Bush. Hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few where people take Bush over White. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were talking about I it. wouldn't, but. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think I've maybe seen one league. I, I know I've seen at least one league that I'm in where Bush has gone, gone above White. But I've, like you said, the majority, it's been it's been Devin White, Devin Bush. Um, so, so here's the way I would do it. Yeah. If, if I needed a linebacker. And and it's between Devin White and Devin Bush. One of the things that I do is is I look at what am I going to regret, you know. And I, I probably shouldn't look at this it this way, but I I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I I think about like what am I going to regret more, you know? If if I take Devin Bush over Devin White, yeah, and Devin White ends up being just this ridiculous guy that everybody <laughs> thinks he's going to be, and and Bush is still really good, yeah, but he's not Devin White. 
you know, then right. I'm going to be, why didn't I just take that guy? Yeah. Why didn't I, he was the first guy drafted. He's the guy that, you know, everybody had him one, a one B over right. Bush. Why did I take the one B? Right. Right. Um, so, you know, for that reason, I would probably just stick with white just because he is more of that special guy. Yeah. Um, but Bush is right there. I mean, if you if if you're looking for a linebacker and White's gone, but Bush is still available, yeah. scoop him up. You got to feel good about yeah. you got to feel good about yourself too, because mm-hmm. it's like I got Bush and I got him a little bit later than White. Exactly. You know, so it's and Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh moved up ten spots. They did from the from twenty to ten. And they're not a team that does that very often. They do not yeah. move up in the first round like that. So that's a hole they were trying to fill. They felt like he could do it. He's going to get all the opportunity in the world. I mean, he is going to be the guy there. So, I mean, both those guys, you can't go wrong with either one of them. I agree. I agree. Um, Especially in this class, especially in this class, because there is a drop-off. You know, you're not going to get the Leighton Vander Esch and the Darius Leonard, I, I don't think. Yeah. You know? Well... So we'll, we'll talk. if you need a linebacker and you have a chance to get one of these guys, you got to get them when you can. Yeah. It's, it's almost the scenario sort of scenario where I'm, if I need a linebacker, I'm almost hoping that someone right ahead of me takes Devin white. And then I just have to take Devin Bush yeah. or, or the other way around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just take that, that best guy. Cause it's so clear cut with those two guys. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It's almost. I kind of like it when it when it works out like that. Absolutely. Somebody somebody grabs it right in front of you, and then you're like, "All right, yeah." Well, and you just you kind of get the other you, one. It's, it's <laughs> you know you kind of live with that pick. Um, I'm no sure that what. that's what a lot of people. I'm sure that last year with Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds, mm-hmm. I bet you. And Roquan Smith was drafted. Was he eighth overall? Or Somewhere it was. Right I know Tremaine Edmonds that. was. Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds was like fifteen. Yeah, I was going to say at fifteen. I think. <laughs> Yeah. So, but both those guys were top 10 talents mm. and, and people, you know, I know last year it's like same thing, you know, one of them's, you weren't sure which one you wanted first. Mm-hmm. In some drafts it was Edmonds and some drafts it was Roquan Smith, yeah. but either way you made out with both of right. them. So right. I see, I see it very similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So why don't you, why don't you do the next tier? All right. So my tier two, I have, at three, I have Jermaine Pratt. Then at four, I have Montez Sweat. And then at five, I have Quincy Williams. So okay, Jermaine Pratt. So yeah, this is this is where this is where our differences are going to start to get crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this linebacker class. We where our rankings are probably a little all over the place. I would imagine. And and defense in general. I mean, this is how defense yeah, is. It's, it's very it's true. Like if you take if you take two people, you do a little bit of research and put a list together. It's really going to be, you know, hard to find, you know, there's going to be a lot of big differences yeah. and I don't have a difference with the first two, but the third guy, I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Jermaine Pratt went to Cincinnati, uh, came out of NC state, ran four, five, seven at the combine and he is six two, two hundred forty 240 pounds. Um, I see Jermaine Pratt as kind of honestly could have. Um, sort of be that Darius Leonard of this year. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Like, I'm not going to go that far. But just in terms of, he kind of reminds me of him. Just in that he's like, he's that next guy after the top tier. Whereas last year, obviously, mm-hmm. the top tier was a little bit bigger because um, you had you had Vander Esch in there as well. But 
he was he was that next guy where you're like oh okay like he's that clear-cut next guy and that's what Jermaine Pratt is to me and they play they they kind of have a similar style and also situation wise um I see I see Cincinnati as just a team kind of like Indianapolis was last year that's just like starved for like a playmaker on defense I mean uh you know Cincinnati has a solid defensive line um you know they drafted Jesse Bates last year for for the safeties but they're they're linebacking core uh like they lost perfect and for not that I'm a big Vontaze Mm -hmm. perfect guy but like you know they really just don't have they before the draft they didn't really have much there to play well they also they drafted Um, they drafted a couple guys last year um that just didn't work out for them as well yeah they they took a shot at a couple guys um a couple of the names kind of escape me right now but um Mm. they've got a couple young guys there that are still on the roster still under contract some new coaching staff new coaching staff too yep new coach in cincinnati so i mean yep and they this is you know i think that counts for a lot yeah especially especially in cincinnati after Marvin Lewis's yeah. tenure there. It's like if you're struggling, you know, if you're a struggling player from an old regime, you're mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you got to really show out. Exactly. exactly. And these guys haven't so far. So I mean, if this guy mm-hmm. comes in, I I know you're a huge Pratt guy. I, I like am. Pratt too. I have so I'll go. I'll I'll just say my next tier. Okay. Is Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat, and then Jermaine Pratt, mm-hmm. and that's it. I just have like a two. Um, yeah two player tier that's, for my second tier. That's fair. Um I was I was tempted. You probably don't even have Quincy Williams as your next guy, but I was no, tempted I to drop I was I was tempted to drop Quincy Williams into my tier 3, but the reason I didn't because sort of to me these top 5 guys, um, you know, Devin White, Devin Bush, Jermaine Pratt, Montez Sweat, and then Quincy Williams, obviously we disagree on him, but those to me are the five guys that are going to start day one. Like, you know, and, and, you know, obviously we're looking at the, the long-term value of these guys, but still like if you're a day one starter, like that counts for a lot, especially, especially if you're IDP guys. Um, so I mean, so let's, let's, let's go over since we both have sweat and Pratt. Yeah. Next. Okay. I have sweat then Pratt. Mm-hmm. You have Pratt then sweat. Yeah. Let's kind of just go over the differences between those two guys. Okay. So I will. I'll say just first. I mean, Montez Sweat. Obviously, uh, he got classified as linebacker because he went to Washington. Um, yeah. But he's an edge. He's guy. an edge guy. He. He's. I was honestly like. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's basically like looks. He. He's a Julius Peppers clone to me. Like he look. He looks. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. he played when he you he steps out on the field, he looks like Julius Peppers. And he's got amazing he he killed the combat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so Montez Sweat, 6'6, 260, 44140 at the combine. Uh another one of those Mississippi State players, like a ton of guys came out of Mississippi State this year that were first one uh to go uh, Jeffrey Simmons and Jonathan Abram were the other two guys out of Mississippi State. So, I mean, they had guys on all, all more, three levels. More of an outside rusher. More of an, outs- more of an outside rusher. Um, exactly. He's not He's not that guy that's going to line up in the middle of the field and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, be a presence in the box. He's he's like that edge guy all day. And, he, and he's a guy that has 
But he's a but he's a he beast. Is. He is, and he's a guy that you you know we have him. We both have him pretty high. Um, if you're in a league that doesn't reward sacks quite as much, and you're in a league that's more just like it's all about tackles, Montez. So we're in a we're, we're in a super flex league that really rewards sacks and tackles behind the line of scrimmage, and um, TFLs. So I will say that my yeah. So I will say that some of my rankings, um, I actually do have those outside couple of those outside guys a little higher than I would have them. You know, in a more tackle, right. you know, uh, rewarded league. Absolutely. So if you're if you're in a a a league that's more about the tackles, which a lot of them are. Um, you know, if, if you're in a league where a guy like Bradley Chubb isn't very, yeah. you know, or Von mm-hmm. Miller, like they're not really linebackers that get you a ton of points yeah. in your league, then you're going to want to go Pratt over Sweat. Absolutely. But if you're in a league where, you know, sacks are heavily rewarded, yeah. um, you know, when guys like TJ Watt, you know, are rewarded and have uh, have big years. Then a guy like or if Sweat, you, get, you know, like he if might... you're in a league where you get, uh, you know, that's the super flex league we're in. Um, actually, in a couple leagues, that you get rewarded for sack yards. So like Montez Sweat and a league yeah. like that is so valuable because he's, to me, he's a guy that this year. So it is. So it's sack yards in the super flex. Yeah, yeah, what it is? yeah. We get yeah, exactly. So I mean, all right, no wonder. <laughs> wonder what I was. Yeah, so I mean, Montez Sweat is gonna. Like, I w- it would not shock me whatsoever if he got ten sacks as a rookie. Like he he to me, yeah, he like Montez Sweat to me is like he's he a is. beast, and he to me he's like he's an early you know before any of these guys step out on the field an early uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate for me. Um, some people obviously there was talk about uh, the heart condition at the combine. Yep, and he slipped in the he draft did, because, because of it. it. Still a first mm-hmm. round pick. He was, um, and I mean, without that heart condition, there—I mean, there was there was whispers that he could be a top five pick. So I mean, yeah, the the talent is there. Like he, you know, and, and that's kind of what I would compare him to. Just you know, he's kind of that more like Von Miller, Bradley Chubb sort of guy, like you were saying. I don't. He kind of reminds me of like a Jadavian clown. Yeah, he. I don't think. I don't um, think he's he's maybe as as powerful. Uh, he's not. He's not yeah. such a bull rush guy like Clowney and right. and Chubb are. Well, Clowney was Clowney was the first pick he of the was. draft too. So I mean, Clowney was like a guy yeah. that, I mean, but both of them have like that kind of like yeah. freak athletic ability. Yeah, I, I mean, like. to me, to They're me, both. it's it, Julius Peppers is the best comp I can give to Montez Sweat. And I mean, okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the first one to say that either. You know, I mean, there's, you know, that's that's kind of uh, the the tag he's been given. But um, I don't know, I. But he is, they do have him, he is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I mean, that's how they classify and, him. And, you know, if you've played IDP for any length of time, you know that guys, those edge guys can always, you know, season to season, coaching coaching changes, you know, uh, you, teams move from a 3-4 to a 4-3 or vice versa. It's like guys get re- reclassified position guys, you know, especially those yep. guys on the edge more than anything. So... He could end up being a and defensive a end, leader, so keep yeah. keep that in mind. Down, not this year, but down the down the road, um, you know. So that is something to keep in mind with him. But so I think for people that are listening, you know, when we go over these linebackers, we'll make it clear if they're a middle linebacker or an outside linebacker. Yeah. 
because that's a very important thing because you know we're in another league where these guys aren't even owned these outside linebackers exactly you know, i don't even know if sweat i mean it's a much smaller league sweat might not even be drafted you might you, you know, might have so, a couple i think we have a couple guys like von miller and like chubb like we were talking about might be owned but Honestly, those are the only edge, and they're on the same team, oddly enough. But it's like those are the even the only edge guys I can even think of. Maybe Justin Houston a couple years ago when he was a linebacker was owned in that league. Um, I think I think he was a defensive end, and when he moved to linebacker, he got yeah. So I mean, there you go. (laughs) Like there's if so it's if in that league you want you want your Luke Keekleys and you know your Blake Martinez. Mm -hmm. You know you want those guys like. so for a lot of people that are listening, you know, we'll make it really clear, you know, if if you're in a league where a guy like Bradley Chubb isn't rewarded, mm-hmm. then we'll make it clear which guys fall into you that prob- category. Yeah. So you're not. You probably don't want to uh, target Montez Sweat. Is not. Um, and you probably don't want to target my next two linebackers. Okay. I think I I think I can guess the next one, but go ahead. <laughs> My next linebacker, and this is the same thing, he's an outside guy, is uh, Jalen Ferguson mm-hmm. from Baltimore. Yep. And then my next guy is uh, Polite. Ja'Kai Polite? Is that yeah, what it is? To the, uh, went to the Jets, yep. Went to the Jets. Uh, both picked in the third round. Both pass rush outside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, like I said, if you're in a, I really like Ferguson in a league that rewards sack and yep. sack yards. I don't, I, Highly. Out of Louisiana Tech, um, mm-hmm. Zach yeah. Daddy. Oh yeah, that was that was his nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was my guy. I, I I didn't end up getting him, but that was that was a guy I was looking for in that league. And like I said, you know, if you're getting sack yards and you're getting like, you know, a lot of points for sacks, then these are guys you can go for. Um, but yeah, if not. You know, just I wouldn't if you're not in a league where where you're getting where guys like TJ Watt and Bradley Chubb are high scorers for linebackers, then you don't want Montez Sweat. You know, you don't want to go early on him, Ferguson or Polite, because those are all outside linebacker passwords. And and Jalen Ferguson, certainly worth noting, set the NCAA sack record with 45 sacks in his career. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, surpassed a guy named Terrell Suggs, uh, who just who Baltimore just let go in the offseason and went to Arizona. And they, and they replaced him with Ferguson, Ferguson, the guy who just who just broke uh, who, uh, Suggs sack record. Um, so sack daddy, four eight two at his pro day didn't didn't go to the combine. Uh, Six five two seventy one. So I mean, Ferguson is definitely again. If you're in a league that rewards edge guys, like yeah, he's a specialty guy. He is not. He's a project. I kind of put him a little high for me, just because uh, you know he went in the third round. He went to a team. Also, you got to remember, he went to a team that just lost Terrell Suggs, Zadarius yep. Smith, um, CJ Mosley. <laughs> I mean, I know the, that. You know, Mosley's an inside linebacker, but just to lose all those linebackers at once, I just get a feeling that they're going to try to plug this guy in immediately and have him, you know, who knows, maybe he's that edge guy for them for for a while. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. 
he's got that opportunity. The opportunity is there. So that's why I moved him up. Um, a lot of this is based on me preparing for our mm-hmm. Superflex draft. So yeah, I have so I have him at fourteen uh, is where I have Ferguson. And mm-hmm. again, my like my rankings. It's probably a combination, honestly, of my rankings. I don't have him quite. I don't have my outside linebacker guys quite as high. Um, yeah, just this is kind of how I have my rankings set up. Um, you know, which is telling because I I still have Montez Sweat at four. Uh, and I have Jalen Ferguson at 14. So I think it's a combination of me yeah. not quite, at least in terms of these rankings, you know, it varies league to league, but in terms of the kind of my baseline IDP rankings. I also didn't know he had such a slow yeah. 40. Uh, well, I mean, he is, he is a bigger guy yeah. though too. He's not, he's not, he, yeah. he is very he's big. not quite, he's not quite the Montez sweat, like physical freak. I mean, so, I mean, he's yeah. not, and, but he is more of a, of a power guy, I think, you know, um, yeah. So, so I think it's just a combination of, of, of that and the fact that, uh, you know, I'm not quite as high on him as you are. And just the fact that, you know, those outside guys I kind of tend to fall a little lower into sort of my baseline rankings. I... Right. I mean, if we kind of put our, if our rankings were more like based on one certain right. type it would of be, league, I think we'd be a little more close together. I would, but I would still have a, I would still have a little lower than you. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. But definitely, yeah. I mean, at fourteen, so um, a lot of it too is I'm not a huge fan yeah, of this class. Yeah. Um, I mean, I other than those top, yeah. There's, guys. there's to me, it's like you know, I, I think there's, there's definitely some guys that you can hit on in this draft. Um, but I don't. It's definitely not. I don't think it's like last year at all. You know, I mean, last year was such a. Last year, in in last year, even sort of the late guys last year, I re- that I still really like. I mean, last year obviously you had, you know, Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, Darius Leonard, Rashawn Evans, and then like those later guys like Oren Burks, uh, Micah Hyde, Dorian O'Daniel. Like I still like I'm still big on those guys in IDP. Um, I mean, like the second tier ones, obviously the first tier ones. Um, so anyway, moving on. What? Um, where do you have Quincy Williams? Um, you know, kind of talk about these guys that we have a, a little discrepancy on. So I have Quincy Williams okay. at ten. So Quincy Williams, he is uh, at a Murray see. State. He's actually the Murray State. He was a third surprise third round, third round pick. pick. Like, yeah, no one saw yes. that coming. Brother, brother of the third pick overall, yep. Quinnen Williams. Rent. Ran four five um, nine in his pro day, uh, five eleven two twenty five, mm-hmm. and played at Murray State. So, you know, obviously, obviously not as um, as re- as recruited as his brother was, but like Quincy Williams, you know, he made his own he made his own highlight tape to send and, and posted it on YouTube for NFL teams to see. Like the guy is definitely you know who he reminds me of is London Fletcher. That's who Quincy Williams reminds me of. Yeah. It's, it's like a London Fletcher sort of guy where he just, he just comes in like, you know, we talk about like these lunch pill guys, especially on defense. Like I love just those lunch pill guys that come in and just sort of like go about their business, you know, and, and, and just keep, yeah, well, especially yeah, a linebacker and just make well. tackles and, and uh, you know, and I think, I think with Telvin Smith, 
you know, departing, you know, taking yep. a year off in Jacksonville, um, at least, you know, I think Quincy Williams, I mean, he's, he's already slotted in on the depth chart as their starting weak side linebacker, you know? So, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity and that's why I, I have him as my number five, um, right at the bottom of my tier two after Pratt and Sweat. So, um, so for me, I look at Quincy Williams, and I'm just <clears throat> I'm always hesitant to to overrank somebody just because they fall into mm. a great opportunity. Um, he was a third round pick, uh, which you know was kind of pro- he was projected to go a little yeah. later than that. Um, he has good speed, good tackler. Um, you know, brother plays. Brother mm. is a great player. Um. Which sometimes kind of scares yeah, me as well. Because you almost, you, you almost, and, yeah. it's like you almost overvalue a guy just because of that sometimes. Right. Is is he being right. overvalued? Um, so I try not to move him up too much. I did move him up to 10 um, a while ago when I did these rankings. But um, I, I will tell you as well, too, like, you know, in a standard IDP, you know, you're, I'd probably be moving Ferguson and Polite down and Quincy Williams up, you know, just for for people that are preparing. But, um, yeah, I have him at 10. I, I didn't want to, like, really overrate him too much. Um, I just – it's he's one of those guys where I'm just not really sure of. You know, I just um, – it's I'm afraid to take a guy just because all of a sudden – you know, the guy in front of him went on hiatus and now this guy's going to fill in. It's kind of like, is he going to fill in and is he going to be yeah. any good? We have no idea. So, but opportunity, I mean, you can't say opportunity. Yeah, is yeah I mean, and obviously. And I can totally see him being higher and I can see, you know, some of the outside yeah. guys being Yeah, lower. I mean, Jacksonville, obviously, you know, a lot of, a lot of even, you know, like the big time analysts, on TV, we're, we're saying like, you know, Quincy Williams was kind of a head scratching pick in the third round for, for Jacksonville. Like there was, there was, there was guys that they, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys they could have taken ahead of him, but they felt strongly enough to just go and get their guy, which I think that too is something yeah. that, you know, say what you will, but like about them reaching for him, but that says a lot about how they, they're a decent. They're a decent yeah. drafting team, especially as well. you know, not so. not so much for quarterbacks, but for defensive guys at least. Linebackers, you know, Puzlesny was there for so many years, and then you know, obviously Telvin Smith, and then uh, Miles Jack now, who's kind of like the the face of the linebacker core. So what would you say? So so what would you say? You've got your tier ends yeah. at Quincy Williams, mm-hmm. your second tier, and what is your so my tier, tier three starts at my with my sixth guy. I got Bobby Okiriki, uh, went to Indianapolis. Uh, Cody Barton, seven, went to Seattle. Blake Cashman at eight, went to the Jets. Cameron Smith, I have at nine, went to the Minnesota Vikings. Cole Holcomb went to Washington, and I have him at 10. And then Jelani Tavai went to Detroit, and I have him at 11. And that's the end of my tier three. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we, we're going to have a lot of differences. <laughs> I feel like you, you know, you're probably more of the guy to listen to. Um, 
I, I'll, I'll go through my next few. So, so after Sweat and Pratt in my second tier, you know, I, my third tier started with Ferguson and Polite, mm-hmm. uh, Polite, um, who, like I said before, is more of an outside pass rusher guy for that type of league um, for the Jets. So if we start going more into the middle linebackers at seven, I have Cody Barton, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Seattle, who I think you also have at seven. Yeah. yeah. And then I have uh, Okereke. 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 Yeah. I have him at eight. I think you have him at six from the Colts. And then I and that that's <laughs> that's where my uh, tier ends right there. Um, that's through eight. And I'll just go through my next tier because it has okay. a lot of those guys yeah, sure. that you have on there. Um, so I have Jelani Tavai okay. at nine. Start off my next tier, my fourth tier. Quincy Williams at 10, mm-hmm. who we already talked about. Christian Miller, who you mentioned, um, Carolina yeah. at 11. Cole Holcomb at 12, mm-hmm. Washington. Middle, these are mid, and they're all middle linebackers. Um, and then I have Mac Wilson, who's kind of Christian, like. Christian Miller, really, I think, is more an edge guy, though, right? Or Carolina. Okay, yeah. You know, you're right. Christian Miller. Yeah. Yes, yep. Absolutely, and Holcomb is, but he's he Holcomb's is. a nice middle guy. For, that, that and I, for a team that just lost yeah. Reuben Foster to injury, I mean, you know, they got yeah. Sean Dion Hamilton there. So who's your next guy? So then I have Mac yeah. Wilson at thirteen. Um, Alabama was a top guy, really slipped towards the end, towards the end of the uh, college season. He, um, he got. His just value just went way down. And then uh Taki Taki. Yeah. Fourteen. Uh Sion Taki Taki. Um I, I have him at twelve. Um he's actually the very first guy on my tier four. Um Okay. So I have uh do you want me to give you my whole tier four? Then we can then we can talk about some of these guys. Sure. So I have um Yep. Or actually why don't we why don't we just talk about our tier three first? Because we haven't really gone over Okiriki or Barton. Cashman or any of these guys. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> where did you say you had Okiriki at? I have him at eight. I think you had him okay. at six, and I had him at eight. At six. So went to Indianapolis. Uh, went to Stanford. Six one two thirty nine. Ran a four five eight forty at the combine. Um, what do you What do you think about the landing spot there in Indianapolis? Um, it's tough. It's tough just because, you know, they've got Leonard, who's just like a stat-stuffing machine. Um, but I like I like Indy. I do. It's weird. I feel like in this draft, I'm a little bit not sure of it because I did a little bit of research, um, especially when I was researching EJ Speed, mm. um, another linebacker yeah. that they drafted, that I think Speed and Okareki. Okareki. <laughs> Yeah. Okereke. I feel I read that both of them they didn't learn about until like you know, soon before they really? made their picks. Or like soon before the draft was starting, which yeah. kind of makes me nervous about well, both of them. <laughs> they uh, and I feel like they mm-hmm. kind of reached for both of them. Well I th- I think the big thing there too is What kind of player is Okereke? He's to me he's like uh I think he's the number two um, to Anthony Nelson right now. He's basically 
he's basically the number two. So, I mean, I kind of just, I kind of go off the depth charts um, in terms of, you know, cause this all, mm-hmm. all, once these guys get drafted, you all, you see it all the time, like with Montez Sweat, you know, you're watching the draft and it's like, oh, Montez Sweat, defensive end. And then, you know, a couple of days later you go on and, and you look at the depth chart for the team and he's listed at linebacker. So it's like, I just try to go by yep. the depth charts to see where they're going to put these guys, at least initially. Um, he, no, he's, he's an inside linebacker guy. Yeah. He's, he's a middle okay. linebacker. Right. He's the number two middle linebacker on Indianapolis right now, right behind Anthony Nelson. Um, obviously Darius Leonard is there and like, he's kind of the guy uh, he plays the weak side linebacker position. Um, and he's obviously the guy in, not just in that linebacker core, but on that defense, you know, to me. So, you know, defensive rookie of the year last year. So, but I think Okiriki, maybe not this year, but, you know, uh, at least maybe not right away this year. But I think he has the potential to push Anthony Nelson for that starting middle linebacker job. Um, you know, mm. and for, like like I said, I have him at six, you have him at eight. For that spot in, you know, not, not a particularly deep, particularly deep, um, can't say that word tonight, apparently, uh, deep linebacker draft. I, I think he's a good guy, like a pretty, you know, solid pick yeah. at that point. Um, and Indy was, I mean, you know, they got some players in the draft last year, but their defense was yeah. just yeah horrendous. And um, they they put it together at the end of the season, and they just they just mm-hmm. patchworked that thing together. Which is and which is why you know, some people went, might some people worry I that mean, Leonard might regress a little bit, in, at least in terms of stats. And stats wise, yeah, anyway. True. And yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a great player for sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. his stats might go down a little bit. Um, but they really seem to like try to retool yeah. in this draft on defense. And it looks like they picked a lot of guys that um they picked a lot of specific type of guys that were a little bit different. You know, I know EJ mm-hmm. Speed was a little bit different. Um Couple of their line, they picked two safeties. One of them was just a ball hawk safety. Oh, Hooker, Malik Hooker, Malik more Hooker of a there, traditional, yeah. yeah, and Will and Willis. No, Malik Hooker, not Malik Hooker. Well, last year Malik Hooker, but this year, um, yeah, they took Tell. Yeah, I think Hooker was Hooker was two years and, ago, and think, right? Was... Yeah, I, he might have been a different. Well, there was a Hooker that Tennessee took. Yeah, I'm talking Malik, about Malik Hooker, though. You're talking about. Yeah, that was. I think that, that was, was before that was the Jamal Adams, um, the Jamal Adams, Jabril Peppers year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was before. Um, what's his name? Who's the coach there now? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. I'm just so bad yeah. with names. Frank Reich. Yeah. Frank Reich, the comeback <laughs> kid. You know, he is the best comeback, greatest. He was a quarterback. And he has the greatest comeback in college ever, and he has the greatest comeback in the NFL as well. He was the guy that was um, – he was the backup for the Bills when they made that amazing comeback to get to that. Oh, was he really? Was it? He was, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, he's right. it's Frank Reich. He was a – he's a great coach. I really like him. He A lot of backup quarterbacks end up being good coaches. Yeah, I mean, I think Doug Doug Peterson was another guy that was yep. a backup quarterback at one point. Oh, and your boy Jason Garrett. <laughs> Jason Garrett, I'm not. 
How dare you? <laughs> he was a backup quarterback. Though. He was. He's not, yeah, he he's was. Not, he, he's in, not your boy, in, though. No, he's not. No, in Dallas, he was a backup though to Aikman, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Super Bowl years. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I mean, it makes sense. You're holding the clipboard on the sideline. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Um. All right. So. What do you? Who do you think? Uh, who do you? Who do you want to talk about next year? Cody Barton. Yeah, let's do Barton next. Okay, we both have him at seven, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So got drafted by Seattle. Went to Utah. Six two two thirty seven. Ran a four six four forty. Um, he is currently listed as the backup linebacker in Seattle. But it happens to be, you know, behind Bobby Wagner. So, you know, but I still think like if you're, you know, they're not, they're not a team that puts, you know, they run a four, three, so they don't, they don't put two middle linebackers on the field in Seattle. But I mean, there are, you know, he, I just still think there's value to be had there, you know, and they, they kind of have some question marks, you know, maybe they move him to, to weak side or strong side you know, and, and he ends up starting there at some point. So I don't, you know, I don't think he's necessarily stuck behind just sitting behind Bobby Wagner forever. Right. He seems like a guy, he seems like a guy that can get you some points now and he could, he could mold into a really, a really good middle linebacker for them. He's got all the tools. Exactly. So, I mean, I think, I think he definitely is a guy that, um, you know, I haven't, we both have him at seven. So that kind of, that kind of shows you, um, but he's not a guy like opportunity wise. He's not a guy that's gonna just. He's not like a. It's not like that. You know, if he went to Pittsburgh, hmm. then you know, he'd be right. much higher. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he yeah. he would be a guy that would jump right into that into that middle linebacker role and be the guy like, it'll, or at least get the opportunity to be the guy right away. Hmm. But you know, he's behind Bobby Wagner, so you know he he can get in there and he can he'll put up points for you. But he's just not a guy that you know you're gonna. That's gonna take over that job right away. You know he's got you. You gotta kind of sit on him for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I I would say the same thing about Okiriki too. Like, that's kind of why I, for me, like I have like my tier three is like all those guys that like. Mm-hmm. It's almost that like it's like tier one is sort of those two elite guys, and then my tier two is sort of like those like the starters like immediate starters to me like ranked and then the tier three is just like like you know like top upside guys um and they're all my tier three is all like inside linebacker type guys so like you know barton like we we were just saying he's an inside linebacker guy my next guy blake cashman so so blake cashman Mm -hmm. was not a guy that I had with a high ranking. Really? Wow. So I had, you know, out of Minnesota, played college football at Minnesota, 6'1", 237, ran 4'5", 40 at the Combine, uh, got drafted by the Jets, you know, at 157 overall. I believe he was a fifth-round pick. So, like, I've watched a lot of tape on Blake Cashman, and I, I love this guy. Like I, you know, I think, I think he has, I don't think Avery, I think Avery Wilson 
or Avery Williamson, I believe his name is. Yeah. Is the number the number two. I, obviously, he's not going to push CJ Mosley. Right. They got know. the Jets got Mosley this yeah. year. He. <clears throat> but the the Jets the Jets run a three four. They start two middle linebackers. Uh, Blake Cashman, I could see maybe not this year, but next year. Like I could see him being the the second, you know, lining up right next to CJ Mosley there and surpass. And because the other thing about Avery Williamson is he is under contract next year, I believe, but um, he doesn't have any guaranteed money left on his contract after this year. So I think he's a guy, and obviously a new regime too. Like they just changed general managers. Like you know. I, Personally, I don't think Gase is going to last too long in New York, but I mean, they changed general managers as well. So obviously, you know, some things could change there and they signed Mosley to a huge contract, you know, and who, who's to say they don't end up trading, you know, end up trading Mosley away at some point in a couple of years. So, I mean, Blake Cashman to me is like, I, I honestly, like I could almost put him at six, but I have... <laughs> I had like that's how much that's how big I am on Cashman, but I have I have Akira Key and Barton ahead of him, just sort of based on value, like if nothing yeah. else, um, and just kind of by the way my my drafts have been going, it's like why am I gonna reach for Blake Cashman, you know when I can you know right get wait around and, and still get Blake Cashman, so it's yeah. like. Um, you know, you know, you might be able to get Okira Key, Bart, you know, or Barton and Blake Cashman. You know, kind of the way my, yep. some of my drafts have been going, depending on how deep of a league you're in. Um, so I do not have cat. I have him ranked 19. Okay. Um, I see him as. I just don't see him as a guy that's gonna win that job this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see him as getting. I see him as being like a special teams guy mm-hmm. this year. Um, I do think the upside for him is taking over for Avery Williamson. Yeah. Uh, I think that feel like that's his upside and that's, I mean, Avery Williamson had a great year. I mean, now Mosey's there. So, mm-hmm. uh, Williamson's numbers will most likely go down. Right. But, um, well, they had the other, they had the other guy though, too, that got traded to the chiefs that was there before too. Darren so I don't, Lee. yeah, Darren Lee. So I don't, I honestly, I don't think Williams numbers, Williamson's numbers will really be impacted too True. much. Um, other than the had, fact, other than the fact year, that though. he had a pretty big year, though he did, and I mean, other and and that's true. I mean, CJ Mosley is is probably gonna, you know, steal some tackles away from Williamson that Darren Lee wouldn't have. So yeah, um, that that's a good point. But I mean, I, like I said, uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead on Cashman. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I know that you've done a little bit more research on him. Mm-hmm. I know you drafted him in one of our leagues. I did. Um, he was just a guy I just didn't really see as, you know, somebody that is a sure thing to be relevant. Um, Mm. I mean, that's, what's great about though. Like, I love the fact that like, you know, I I like it when one of us is high on somebody and the other one's not. Yeah. Because then it's like, you know, it's all recorded. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, one of us is going to be right and one of us is going to be wrong, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, like, even if I'm wrong, I don't even care, you know? Yeah. It's just um, it's just that's what's the fun of it. Like, I have some ridiculous guys in front of Cashman that, like, you're probably going to laugh at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's for... When, once you sort of get with 
for me for IDP, once you sort of get past that top tier guys, there's yeah, it's all over the map. It becomes very uh, yeah, exactly. All over the and map. it's very like personal preference type of thing. More so in IDP, I feel like, mm-hmm. than in, in offense. Yeah. I mean, offense, you know, I mean, it, it, I think part of it too is, uh, you know, draft strategy-wise, <clears throat> you know, we, I think we were talking about it before we started recording tonight. It's like, it's good to go offense early. And, yeah. you know, it's good to go offense early and you get those top-tier offensive guys. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in your league, you're in a league like we are, like um, our 32-team Superflex, where, you know, defensive guys are really valuable. You know, we saw Devin White went go, what was it, three overall in that league? Yep. Um, and, and Bush went four. It's a great league. I, I really like it. I yeah. love the format of it. So um, Bush went five, I believe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean um, – you know, I just think Miles Sanders went 15. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> if you're in a league like that, like that top tier, you know, that might be worth reaching for, but in most leagues that have IDP, um, you know, you're not going to draft even a Devin white, you're not going to draft in like the first round, you know, in, yeah. uh, yep. so, you know, once you really start getting down here, like you, you can grab some of these guys in a lot of like twelve team leagues that I'm in. Like you, you can grab like Okiriki or Barton or Cashman. Like these guys we're talking about here, you can grab them pretty late. I mean, even Quincy Williams, yeah. uh, one draft back in May um, was actually he was my second draft of the season. So I had I got Quincy Williams the last pick of the draft in a in a sixteen team league with five rounds with five rounds i got quincy williams the very last pick so i mean that was kind of before people i feel like he's him, being but... overdrafted yeah yeah um maybe he's come back a little bit back down to earth after the whole i think after smith left yeah Kelvin smith, right i think he got overdrafted for a little while and, right. and you know it makes sense right um so so the thing about Cashman that I just want to say is he's like, he's a real effort guy. He's like, he's not, he's not the, you know, he's, he's not the, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> he's just, he's an effort guy. He's like, he, he's, he is, yeah. he's all, he's all over the field. You watch his tape. He's always around the football. Like he's, you know, he's, he's a little bit, yeah. he's a little bit, uh, maybe not have the requisite, like prototypical, NFL uh, wingspan of a linebacker um, of an NFL linebacker, but like I, I just see him as as being one of those guys who's just uh, all over the field. Like who was that? Who was that guy a few years ago for the 49ers that you that you had that retired? <laughs> I had a feeling that that guy was going to come up in the conversation, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I still can't remember his name. Oh man, I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, uh, he played. We are so we are so unprepared. Yeah, well. Well, we're pretty prepared for the rookies. We just weren't planning on having all these these throwback linebacker references, but yeah, true. Um, but anyhow, uh, so the next guy, the next guy I have is why don't we both give? So I, we're at seven. I have Barton. Well, Who's I your think eight so instead of Cashman. Who's your eight? Well, I have Okereke. Okereke. All right. Who's your next guy? Then I have Tavai. Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Five at eleven. So. And I have him at nine. 
So let's talk about him. Okay. Uh, went to Detroit. Uh, went to play college football at Hawaii. Second round pick. Mm-hmm. 6'2", uh, didn't run at the combine, but ran 4.86, uh, 40-time at his pro day. So what do, you, what do you think about the landing spot, the player, all that? I'm not very high on Tobias at all. Neither am I. Uh, Neither am I. He was, a, he was, I think, the fourth linebacker taken, if you count Montez Sweat as a linebacker, which we are. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the fourth guy taken, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't even know who he was actually when they drafted. Yeah. Um. I mean, you probably did, but I I was like, who was that guy? Yeah. And I, was he out of Hawaii? I, yeah, he's out of Hawaii. He. I mean, I think I I had him on my on my my list, but he wasn't like he wasn't very high. You know. He, I look at him as a guy, and and this is just like you know, just my dumb gut mm. feeling. But I just see him like when they drafted him as a guy like when they're like I feel like they just got cute with that pick. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, this is a guy that we that we like and nobody else has really got him this high yeah. and we're gonna take him and and then just like I don't know, like it's just something I, I'm not I mean, I have him at yeah. nine and that just goes to show. I mean I have Quincy Williams at ten. You know I probably would I would de- probably move Tavai yeah. down under Quincy Williams for sure. Yeah. I, so I have him right at the bottom of my tier three at 11. Um, yeah. And you know what I think like Jelani Tobias upside is like, I think in who he kind of reminds me of in like best case scenario, I think he could, he could end up being is a Brandon spikes. Um, you know, you, you got yeah. Matt Patricia there, obviously coming over from new England a couple years ago. Just funnel it to him. And he yeah. Just... And just that just big, like, I mean, like, 6'2", 250, like, that's a little bigger than most NFL linebackers. Like, I'm looking at mm-hmm. my sheet, and every all, like most of these guys are, like, 230s, you know, um, in terms of, like, the middle linebacker type guys, you know, the obviously the edge So edge he's, guys. like, a plugger. Yeah, he's, he, he's just, like, that big, like, stop the run, which is weird, too. I mean, like, why – like, what is Detroit thinking drafting that guy in that division? Like, <laughs> do they know who they're playing yeah. against? I mean – the Green Bay right. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, like Trubisky well, and Matt Nagy now, Chicago, got... like. But not only that, though, you got Aaron Jones and you got uh, Tariq Cohen. <laughs> you know, you've got these, yeah, these running backs in that league. Yeah, that like you're not going against hard. Derrick Henry and or like Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Like, what do you think right. you're in the AFC South? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we're both kind of a no go on on yeah. him. Um, you know, if he slips you late, but he's not a guy that I am interested at all. And I have Quincy Williams after him, who I will definitely move up after, after this conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, before I send it to you for the, for the next update, I will have Quincy Williams above. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, like I said, he's kind of a guy I'm just staying away from, um, in most of my leagues. Like he's a, he's a guy that. Unless he fell, like he would have to fall, like in our super flex league that we keep referencing, like he would have to fall, like past like the hundredth pick, like you know, like yeah. that's how far. Like if he's if he's sitting there, I think I have him ranked in the eighties, like overall. Yeah, I mean, I think I have him like, and for the fourth linebacker in the draft. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be like in the eighties yeah. in the super flex league that overall kind of, of that all kind of says it all. I mean, um, yeah. So moving on, um, 
uh, who who do you have? You have him at nine. So who do you have at ten? Well, so I have Quincy Williams, and then after that, I have Christian Miller. Christian Miller. I think I actually have Christian Miller listed as a defensive end, but we can we can talk him, about him a little bit. Okay. I don't I don't have his measurables and stuff in front of me, but yeah, um, I don't know. Car- just linebacker. I don't know much Quince about Carolina. him. But, yeah, another one of those fourth round guys, like you know, defensive end linebacker sort of gets kind of I don't know. That, I think part of that is just why like I'm just not. Especially like once you get yeah. past that elite round of those guys, like I almost just even in even in really deep leagues like the Superflex league that we're in, the thirty-two team, it's just like, not a line. It's just not a linebacker just, here. I'm just not big on those like like late round like edge guys. It's just I don't know. Um, hmm. All right, so the next guy I have that we should talk about then is Cole Hulk. Yep. Okay, 12. I have him at ten. Okay. Now I I think. I can see myself moving him up. I mean, he's the guy. He's already moved up. He was a fifth round pick. Got picked by Washington. Um, I started researching a little bit more when I lost Ruben Foster, mm. and he started moving on my board pretty mm. far, all the way up to twelve. And I, I gotta say, like after talking with you about it, and maybe moving some of my edge rushers yeah. down, you know, I could see he's probably gonna end up in my top ten. By the time I submit you, you know, after yeah. this, after this yeah. show, by the time I submit you, um, you mm-hmm. my rankings, I he'll probably end up being in the top ten. So he's a guy I would say, you know, if you're drafting and you need a, and you need a middle linebacker, um, especially if you, especially if you just somebody. lost Reuben Foster, like you were saying, especially if you just lost Foster, or if you know what I mean. Also, you get a guy like that, and maybe he gets some immediate value. And you you flip him, you know, maybe to the person who owns Foster, mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. like that. I mean, and you know, you're not going to flip him for a running back, but I mean, you know, you might get some an extra draft mm-hmm. pick or you know something like that. Um, he's definitely a guy, and and if you're looking for depth at linebacker, you know, he's a guy that I he's he's in a position to contribute right away, and if mm-hmm. he if he does a good job, he's in a position to, you know, be a starting middle linebacker for the Redskins. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And he's a fifth round pick. So, I mean, I mean, he's, he's definitely going to move into my top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to round out my top yeah. 10 for sure by the time yep. the night's over. So he's a guy, you know, that the arrows up, I would say on him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. I moved him up a little bit, uh, when I was combing through my rankings before the show tonight, like, uh, I might I might have had him as low as like fourteen or so, um, but I, I'm at ten now. So I mean, he uh, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, he's just kind of at that point to me. He's the next guy um, that is gonna you know has some opportunity and some upside. Um, I have him right ahead of Tobai, and I have him right uh, right after a guy um, that we haven't talked about is Cameron Smith, who I have at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, played college football at USC, 6'2", 238, ran a 4.69.40 at the Combine. A little slightly disappointing 40 time, but a lot of, I think a lot of the scouts kind of expected that. Um, his, he didn't really show tons of speed on, on tape, 
he he's more of an instinctive guy um i i'm yeah, good not a big cameron smith guy a lot it's funny a lot of people aren't that big on cameron smith i have cameron smith ranked wow. 25 wow so so when you drafted cashman and cameron smith <laughs> i was a little bit surprised <laughs> Both times. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm big on both of those guys. I have them. I have them at eight and nine. Um, so you know, I have uh, right after Bar- I got Okiriki at six, Barton at seven, Cashman at eight, Cameron Smith at nine, Cole Holcomb at ten, Jelani Tavai at eleven. Just to review for the listeners, like, and that's my tier three. Um, so yeah, I mean, he he's very he's a very instinctive linebacker to me. He and you know you know who he reminds me of is uh who was that guy on the vikings a couple years ago um outside linebacker um chad oh uh, chad chad green something yeah yeah chad greenway that's who he reminds me of and went to the vikings he's he's currently listed on the depth chart behind um behind eric kendricks so i mean he like He's a guy that ha- I think is going to have some opportunity there, and I think it went his. I got I got to go. I got to go into these talks with with more brain cells next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so I think I think Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith is just a guy that's going to have some opportunity there, and I think is a great great landing spot um, in Minnesota for him. Like I think that's a great spot for him to develop in that Mike Zimmer defense, like where they can sort of, you know. you know his speed isn't going to need to be on display like it's more i feel like zimmer is more about fundamentals and and um than he is about just you know pure athleticism uh with his linebacking core so um and again he's not going to push kendricks but like he's going to have some opportunity i think um down the line in minnesota so um who so there i think there's our big differences Cameron Smith and Blake Cashman. And Blake Cashman. So the way I look at it is, you know, I'm definitely going to take guys like Ferguson and Polite, who I have at five and six, and I'm going to move those guys down because they're more of those pass pass Mm -hmm. rushing guys. And when I was, you know, doing my rankings, it's like those were guys, like in the league that we're in, those guys really Mm -hmm. jumped out at me. Um, Not so much Polite. Polite was a guy that um you know he he's he's definitely like a he's a what's the word I'm looking for like he's a pedigree guy like he's top recruit all through you yeah. know high school when, or college and he kind of disappointed when, a little when bit 68 but, uh, overall so i mean like yeah and he was a guy that could have been a really high draft yeah. pick um, if it wasn't for, he kind of dipped in production toward yeah. in his career. He went to a big school too. Um, I mean, went to Florida. So yeah, I mean, those two guys, I I had moved them up because of you know the type of draft that we've been doing, and because this this linebacker, you know, this linebacking class just really doesn't yeah. do it for me. Um, but I still, even with that, I'm still not. I'm not a uh, Cashman guy, and I'm not a yeah. Cameron Smith guy. So I have I I have that's another um, big discrepancy then. Uh, so I have Jakai Polite at twenty one. So you have and you have where mm-hmm. do you have him? I have him at um, six in this ranking. Six, wow. 
So yeah, so that's another pretty big, pretty big discrepancy there with Polite. But he's another guy that I I kind of dropped down before mm-hmm. I went um, combed through my rankings. He's um, a guy that I moved. And, I had him down originally, and I ended up moving him up. Yeah, yeah, and and we should talk real quick about too. Um, I think was it Winovich and Rashawn Gary. Yeah, and some leagues are listed as linebackers. And we, we chose to talk about those guys. We're, we're going to talk about those guys on the defensive end episode because, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the, le- all the leagues I'm in on NFL are, like, they have them as defensive ends. So we're going to so re- kind of so, go off that. So real quick, where would yeah. you put those guys in as linebackers, or like, roughly? As linebackers, I would probably slot them. I... You kind of sold me. You kind of sold me on Winovich. Yeah, I'm a big Winovich guy. So, so I would probably put him right after Quincy Williams at six. Okay. And Gary, uh, and, Gary, and right Gary, after the top ten or something. Gary, I'd probably put right after him. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of, I haven't really been. That, I'm not really that big on. I mean, we'll talk more about Gary in the next episode, but I haven't really been big on Gary throughout the process and. You know, you kind of sold me on on Winovich, and like I've just been getting, get you know, learning more about Winovich, and sort of, you know, I just think he might end up being the better pro player. So, um, I think he's a better yeah, tackler too. I think yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a little bit and, more to his game. Yeah, and this thing Rashawn Gary to me too. It's like he he doesn't he didn't really have like his his whole knock on him is like he didn't really have like a defined position. Like he moved around so much. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just not a big Rashawn Gary guy. Um, and he didn't have the production in college as well. He didn't, yeah. That's another thing. Um, Which sometimes, you know, sometimes guys translate better in the NFL. Sometimes they're not in the right system. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you never know. I mean, look at Tom Brady. <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, he played well at Michigan. They just kept trying to bench him. Yeah, for, for Drew Henson. Yeah, for anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. All right. So I got. Uh, where do you have? Uh, where do you have Sion Taki Taki? I have him at fourteen. So I have him at twelve, and then right after that, I have Mac Wilson. Okay. So I have at Alabama. So I have Wilson at thirteen, Taki Taki at fourteen. All right. So I got. Yeah, we both have Wilson at thirteen. Then Uh, both went to Cleveland. Um. And then Ferguson's actually my next guy at 14. So, so I put Wilson ahead of Taki Taki. Okay. Just by one. Just, just by one. Okay. And we, um, that's probably a good, it's probably actually a good two players to compare. Yeah. Because of where they went in the draft and the team that they went to the same team. And, and that's worth noting too that we both have Barton at seven, Cody Barton at seven, and we both yeah. have Mac Wilson at 13. That kind of shows you, I mean, our tiers are a little bit different and I'm not, and you know, I don't have my tier breaks right on those guys, but um, it is kind of telling that we, you know, those are. Yeah. Those uh, guys stand pat in that yeah, spot, regardless exactly. of all the other guys moving around. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, Matt Holcomb. Wilson. Holcomb's another guy that's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We both, we both have him at, well, you were kind of saying you'd probably put him at 10 now. I probably end up, yeah. After that, after talking, but um, so Mac Wilson, six one, two forty, ran a four seven one at the Alabama Pro Day. Sion Taki Taki, 
out of Brigham Young, 6'1", 238, ran a 4.63 at the Combine. Both went to Cleveland, like I said. Uh, why do you have Wilson above above Seattle uh, and Takitaki? Um, so Wilson, to me, was the prototypical middle linebacker. Um, was, you know, probably would have been a much higher pick in the draft, but really slipped um, towards the end of the year. Um, it at Alabama really just wasn't the same player. All, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened there, but um, he just—he's a guy. The way I look at it is Cleveland. You know, they had—they probably liked both players, and they probably liked Tacky Tacky more. And when they were going, you know, in the third round, they decided to take him. And then two rounds later, when Mac Wilson was still there, they said, "Hey, you know, let's take." this guy we like as well. Right. They probably had him pretty close. He right. slipped all the way down to the fifth round. You know, let's just take a shot at him. Sure. Sure. That's you, I look at it. And you like, you, you like Mac Wilson, the player better than. Yeah. And it's weird because <laughs> it's like, now that we're doing this, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm all over the place. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm more, you know, you know, I put the out, outside linebackers up a little higher because of, you know, mm. the, the type of leagues that I'm in. Yeah. And then I take a guy like Mac Wilson and I move him up, even though he's more of like a prototypical middle linebacker. He is. And that, you know, tack, tackle guy. That's not really gonna, you know, yeah. he's, he's and, not great, you know, against the pass. He's not, and he you know, slipped, not, he slipped in the draft yep. big time. Yep. Like, I mean, a lot of people had Mac Wilson as like, you know, I mean, it's crazy to to think now, but I mean, I heard people back in January that had Devin White, Devin Bush, and Mac Wilson like right, yeah. right in that tier, like all together. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds like you know bonkers to say now, but like, yeah, um, you know, he played at Alabama. He was he was productive there. Like, obviously, his measurables were a little disappointing. Um, I think he. Uh, I could I could be wrong in this, but I want to say I think did he, you say he is measurable already. I did, yeah. I, uh, I'll say him again if you want. Four seven one forty time at the pro day. Six one two forty. Um, okay. And I mean that in, in Taki Taki six one two thirty eight four six three at the combine. So yeah. ran a little faster, pretty much you know same size. Um, you know, and, and, and where was where did Taki Taki play? He played at Brigham Young. So I mean, much okay. you know, much smaller school. Oh, so. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, the more slightly more athletic, maybe it would seem by the measurables, at least, um, at least straight line speed, obviously, we're just talking. Didn't have the competition. We're just talking 40s, but um, didn't have the competition, you know, I mean, talking now, I might, it's tough. I've kind of flip-flopped both those guys and, yeah, and I hate, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I just always feel like it's hacky to put like guys that went to this two rookies that went to the same team, like back to back in my rankings, like. Like I like, you know, like I like Kelvin Harmon and T- Terry McLaurin. Like I, I like I always got to put like at least one guy between them, just so it's not like, right. I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel right. But these two guys, man, like I adjusted my rankings again before the show. Like I said, and I just had to put them like right side by side. I just in talking to you now, I might even put Wilson ahead of Taki Taki. So, um, and I'm gonna stop. Stop talky talking and let you talk a little. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where my tier ends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like where my fourth tier ends. 
and my my next so it ends at 14 mm -hmm. and then my fifth tier starts at 15 interesting where does where does your fifth tier start so my fourth tier starts at 12 and my fifth tier starts at five i mean my sorry my fifth tier starts at 22 what am i saying Oh, yeah. okay. right. <laughs> so I have like a whole <laughs> yeah, <excuse> like, <laughs> Twilight game Post. changer. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you were really taking it to another level. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So, all right. Well, I'll I'll. So my next tier starts at fifteen, and and it starts to get a little bit crazy after yeah. that, and that's where I think you'll see why some of those other guys mm -hmm. fell. So at 15, and this is like just – and a lot of this is because now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, we've got like the main guys out of yeah. the way. So it's like more about um, these project yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So at 15, I put EJ Speed there. Mm, okay. Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis. Fourth round pick. I've just been researching him lately because I almost yeah. took him. I took Will another, Harris. Another, another small school guy. Uh, Tarlet Tarleton yep. State. Um, yes. Sixth. Is it even? It's a Division Two. It very well may be. Um, here, yeah, yeah. Talk about EJ Speed. I'll look it up. Oh, EJ Speed was a guy. Um, that. And do you have his measurables? Actually? Yeah, so EJ Speed, 6'3", 227, ran a 4'6 at his pro day. Um, I think the, lis the listeners are really like, really realizing how useless I am. <laughs> oh, no, come on. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. I mean, it's true, but no, but so. <laughs> All right, so EJ Speed. So yeah. EJ Speed. Um, what I just read about him recently was they didn't even know who he was until a little while before the draft. Mm -hmm. And then they did their homework real quick. And I have a feeling, and they took him in the fifth round. Was it the fifth round? Uh, EJ Speed went one, one, I thought it was the fourth round. 164 I, overall. I believe that would be fifth rounds. Okay. So they took him in the fifth round and, he, it was almost kind of like a reach, but he's just a very, so he, he has a, um, he has an interesting story. Anyways, um, he's a small school guy. Used to play wide receiver, actually. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Cause I'm, now I'm getting confused with, um, the guy that the Raiders drafted. Mm. Who I think also played wide receiver. So yeah, EJ Speed. He he played he played wide receiver and then converted to linebacker, um, which is okay. which is kind of weird. You don't really you don't really see that. Um, I mean, you, sometimes you see that with like wide receivers. You know, like Richard Sherman went from wide receiver to cornerback, but like you don't really see wide receiver, wide receivers going to linebacker. You know, and I think he only really played like maybe one year. At, at linebacker or yeah something like that. yeah i mean i see i see him as like a core special team guy like because and i almost feel like that's so i haven't ranked at 27 that's another guy where you know huge discrepancy okay. on 
Um, and obviously, I mean, we both agree that he's definitely like a more developmental guy. I, I just see him as more like a core special teams player, like is athletic enough to play in the NFL, but like he, you know, maybe like he doesn't really have, like, I don't, I just, I worry when I hear about a guy changing from wide receiver to middle linebacker, you know, like that, that's just, you know, quarterback I can see because it's more, you know, it's still more of like a finesse game, but like, you know, a wide receiver playing, you know, linebacker in the NFL, especially coming from a small school like that, you know, maybe if he did it at like an SEC school, but. So here, so here's the thing with DJ Speed, and and speed is actually a big mm-hmm. part of his game. He's he he was fast, and he's he's very athletic. Yeah, of course. Um, and he's a, a total project guy. He's a guy, and I like this Colts coaching staff, yeah. and I like, you know, I love I like the situation where they take a guy like this, and, you know, they decide that they're gonna bring him in and they're going to try to coach him up to be a special yeah. player. You know, he, I don't know, maybe like a Jamie. Yeah. Collins he's a little, he's a little, he's a little old and, too. He's a 20, 24 year old rookie. So that's another, another, okay. Another thing to throw in there, but he's just kind of this shot yeah. in the dark guy. And I, and I might have him high, higher than he should be. And I'm yeah, sure I, mean, I at, do at this point too, though. Um, it's like, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, in a lot of leagues, we might even be in, we're probably even into watch list territory, you know? Yeah, and, and 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 I like to. I don't know. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. linebacker position because this is probably the deepest year. It's probably the deepest I've gone into these mm-hmm. defensive positions. But once it gets to a certain point, it's like I kind of want to like take a yeah. gamble on a guy rather than take rather than take right, Blake Cashman. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Cashman was a fifth round pick. Speed mm-hmm. was a fifth round pick. Um. So I mean, for me, it's like know. so. Mac. So here's the order the linebackers went: uh, Mac Wilson, one fifty-five; Blake Cashman, one fifty-seven; Cameron Smith, one sixty-two; and EJ Speed, one sixty-four. So and that that's the NFL draft. So I mean, what does that tell you right there? Um, and that's kind of like what we're yeah. talking about right now. All right, taking right after another. So yeah. Um, so, uh, so let's just say speed, you know, he's a guy to pay attention to, you know, he, in our, in our yeah. league, uh, in our super flex, he hasn't been drafted yet. So, I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's like, someone's probably not going to jump on him, but he's a project guy. And another guy is Quentin mm-hmm. Bell. That's who's also a project guy. Another thing. Yeah. The Raiders. Yeah. And the, I have those guys like, you know, kind of, ne- those are the two guys that I, have as these project guys that I'd kind of rather have than a Blake Cashman in my, you know, just I'd rather have a guy with that athletic ability, that speed, um, you know, that, you know, with a good coaching staff Mm -hmm. and everything. And Quinn, Quinn Bell, he was seventh round pick, uh, taken two thirty overall. He ran, where do I have him? Uh, went to Prairie View A and M. Ran a four five three at his pro day, uh, which is pretty good. And a six four, two nineteen. So I mean, yeah, huge for like. And and you you probably know more about Quentin Bell than I do. So he's more of an inside linebacker type, right? Yeah, and, and 
it's he's he's also yeah. a project guy. I believe he was a position mm-hmm. switch guy yeah. as well. And um, you know, so both to me, like Quentin Bell and EJ Speed, they're two guys that you know you're not going to draft, and they're not going to be starting middle linebackers mm-hmm. right away. Um, but they're two guys that if you want to get a project guy and you want to stash them on your taxi squad or you want to, you know, they've, they've got a little upside there. And then, so another guy in that area I have is, uh, David Long and, um, Tennessee. So David Long and and Dondre Walker, I have Long at 16 and I have Walker at 20. I have... Um, I think most people have Walker ahead of Long. I have, I actually have them. I have Walker at thirty six, and I have Long at thirty seven. Um, okay, so I have those okay. guys a little higher. Apparently, yeah. I mean, uh, Walker Walker is um, a guy that I, I have seen. Like some people, I'm not. I don't really, uh, honestly, David Long uh, isn't super on my radar. But uh, went to West Virginia. DeAndre Walker played at Georgia. I mean, so played at like, you know, pretty big schools, obviously. And, you know, I just, DeAndre Walker, um, I just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I like, I, I like David Long better. Um, David Long is a guy that he was a big production guy. Um, where, did, where did David Long play? So David Long played at West Virginia. West Virginia, that's right. He's a, I believe he's a smaller guy. He's a little bit smaller than your prototypical yep, middle linebacker. Two twenty-seven. Yep. Talk about motor. He's a, he's a motor guy, and he's a guy mm-hmm. that he's a football player. He's a guy. He's a tackle guy. Um, you know, he's a guy, but he's a little undersized, yeah. and for that position, you know, I'm, I'm not like. He's a guy you want to look into, though. If he, if you're drafting a linebacker and you're late in the league and you need somebody. He's a guy you might mm-hmm. want to take a shot on. Um, I, I like him. I put him ahead of Walker, who I believe, yes, went earlier. So Walker, they drafted mm-hmm. in the fifth round. And Long, they drafted yeah. in the sixth round. So it's tough, man. The Tennessee running, uh, linebacker situation is not the greatest. Yeah, I mean, they got they got Woodyard there, so he decides to hang it up. And then they got you know the guy they drafted last year, Sean Evans. And then a guy that I like a lot, Jayon Brown. Jayon Brown, yeah. I mean, he's as far as production goes. I mean, I think he's the linebacker that really is their highest scoring linebacker in fantasy. Um, a guy that I have in there with these with now it's just kind of like you know it's all kind of mishmash now. Best 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 of the rest, yeah. Yeah, I got Ben Burr Kirvin from Seattle. Okay, I have him at seventeen. Okay, I have him at eighteen. I have him at eighteen. Yeah, so we're. We're a little closer on him. I had I had Walker and Long. I had them at thirty six, thirty seven. But I will say for the listeners and for you, Chris, yeah, look into David Long a little bit for Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. He is a guy that he kind of reminds me of um, the safety from Buffalo, the Jaquan Johnson, who I really like. Oh, and we'll, and we'll get into yeah, that on another yeah. show. Yeah, he's. He can do it all, but he's just a little bit of a small guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Somebody definitely. That's takes... that's kind of, that's kind of how I see Blake Cashman, honestly. Yeah. Um, is a lot in that mold, but again yeah, with Blake I'll... Cashman, <laughs> come on. <laughs> 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 all 
I can't wait till Cashman's like just like comes out like like blazing, dude. And I'm just like totally eat my words. Um so my next guy, I got Sion Takitaki at 12, Mac Wilson at 13, Jalen Ferguson at 14. Um, and another guy we haven't talked about at 15 is Roshan Joseph, who I'll, we'll come back to. I got Ryan Connolly at 16, Ben Burkirvan at 17, Drew Twer- Drew, ugh, excuse me, Drew Tranquil at, at 18, Tavon Coney at 19. Uh, went to Oakland, another guy I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, undrafted guy. Um, I have him at 19. Caden Ellis for the Saints. Uh, late round, like seventh round pick, I believe. Um, at 20, I have Ja'Kai Polite all the way down at 21. I have U- Ulysses Gilbert for the Pittsburgh Steelers at 22. Uh, Dre, Glee- uh, Dre Greenlaw for the 49ers at 23. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle for the Dolphins at 24. And your guy, Quentin Bell, for Oakland at 25. So why don't we talk about Tavon Coney for a little bit? Yeah, um, so I have him at 21. You have him ahead of Bell, or you have Bell I have Bell ahead of him. Okay, so I have Coney at 19, and I have Bell at 25. And I think Coney is going ahead of Bell in most drafts. Yeah. Um, Coney, I actually have the two, the two Notre Dame guys, Drew, Drew Tranquil and Tavon Coney, back-to-back, 18 and 19. And I, I have him too. I have Coney at 21 and Tranquil at 22. So Coney didn't, partic- didn't participate in the combine. 6'1", 234, 474 at his pro day. Not the best uh, straight line speed. Um, but played at Notre Dame. I mean, you know, big school. Uh, I just think, you know, Oakland, I like some of the guys. You know, I don't think Brandon Marshall – the, the linebacker Brandon Marshall is a long-term answer there. Um, you know, he's a little, he's a little older too. I think he's almost 30 if he's not already. I feel like anything, I like Mar- anything can happen to that Oakland linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Oakland linebacker right. corps is wide open. Yeah. I, I like Markel Lee a lot. Um, as far as yep. veteran guys go there. Um, I know a guy you've talked to talked up a little bit. It's Clay Morrow. Um, Nicholas Morrow. Who I think might even, yeah. Or Nick Morrow. Yeah. Nicholas yeah. Morrow. Sorry. Um, thinking, thinking Sons of Anarchy, Clay Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Tavon Coney to me is just a guy that, you know, he has a little bit of opportunity in Oakland. He's an undrafted guy. He, he, to me is kind of like, he's my top ranked undrafted rookie linebacker. Yeah. I mean, the thing with him too, is, I mean, a lot of people expected him to be drafted. So he was kind of like, mm-hmm. people were watching where he was going to go after the yeah. draft. Um, exactly, and a lot of people do have him above Bell. I mean, Bell was more of a surprise pick. I mean, Bell was, you know, and I, I, I don't know. You get this late, I kind of like guys like that. Speed, like I said, Quentin Bell and EJ Speed, they're two guys that they're, you know, they're pro, they're they're you know they're they're totally just guys that are projects for for their teams. Um, and maybe maybe they become something special, and maybe they just be our special teams guys well it's kind of like you were saying too with the two cleveland guys um that got taken earlier in the draft it's like the two linebackers that went to cleveland it's like you know they were probably pretty close on cleveland's draft board and then wilson slipped and they he was still sitting there and they're like okay why why not take this guy in the fifth round um 
yeah. you know, that could be a similar, you know, obviously later, much later in the draft, but that could be a similar scenario with Quentin Bell and Tabon Coney where they're like, all right, we will take Bell, but Coney was right there. And then, you know, he goes undrafted and, and they like, yeah. they call him up immediately and sign him. So, I mean, uh, you know, they could be I, two pretty equal guys. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, at, at, at 19 at 19 for me, I think you could do worse than Tabon Coney. Um, He's definitely a watch list guy in most leagues, but if you're in even like a 16 team league, like with a, with a, with a 10 man taxi, like he might even be like a, a sneaky guy to pick up. Um, even a 12 team, honestly, like if you, especially if you got taxi squad space, like Tavon Coney is definitely like a guy that I would throw on my roster um, after the draft um, in, a, in, a, in a league like that. Um, obviously deeper leagues you get, you know, you might have to draft him, but. Um, well, let's talk about Voshan Joseph. I have him a little bit lower. And then we'll talk about three other guys that are kind of like right in there that I think people will want to hear about. So we'll talk about Voshan Joseph, Tranquil, Drew Tranquil, Justin Hollins, and Ryan Connolly. I think those are like the main guys. I have them like, and then it's like the rest after that for me. I'm not a big Voshan. I'm not a big Voshan Joseph guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I have him at 15, and that's kind of, like, just upside. Like, he's, he's like, he's the guy that, like, he has all the athletic traits, but just hasn't been able to put it together. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he went to Buffalo. Um, you know, he's, I think they have him listed, like, behind Matt, Matt Milano as a strong side. Where did he play? Like, Miami? Where, I forget. He played at Florida. Yeah, Florida, Florida okay. for the Gators. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't run a 40 at his pro day or or the combine didn't didn't do any of that stuff Six one, two thirty. at this point you know voshan joseph at 15 i'll put him ahead of of everybody else you know um just because if if nothing else you know maybe some nfl coaching he puts it together um you know with his athletic traits but he he's just he was just so many plays where he was just out of position in college and like uh i'm not sure really he you know is I think he made a rely, relied on his athletic traits a little bit yeah. um, more than sort of, you know, reading offenses. And maybe um, he works with Tremaine Edmonds, you know, maybe those two guys yeah. back there yeah. work together, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, he's not gonna, he doesn't need to be that, the guy because they have the exactly. guy there. So. He's, but he's another developmental guy. Um, yeah. And if so, he's flying all over the field. Then. How about uh, yeah. Drew Tranquil? Drew Tranquil, another Notre Dame guy, went to the Chargers, 6'2", 234, 4'5", 740 at the Combine. Fourth round pick. Uh, fourth round pick, um, believe, yep. And I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just – the Chargers – I feel like the Chargers have a really deep linebacking mm. linebacker group there. Um, so it's just tough. Like Tranquil to me is – I just don't really like the landing spot that much. Um, he's just like probably. a late a late flyer on a guy that yeah you know, like that you're not really gonna you really gotta wait on him if you and hope that he's not a guy you gotta end up dropping yeah he's just i just i just don't really like the landing spot um and i feel like you could kind of wait on him um and just just let him sit on the waiver wire um and where do you have him where do you have him ranked uh i have him at 18 um, i'm at 22 okay 
So but again, I have some pretty crazy guys up. Like I got EJ Speed and Quentin Bell up there. Like and but uh, Connolly, how about Ryan Connolly? He's a guy that Connelly. I see going kind of early. Yeah, uh, played at Wisconsin. Uh, went to the Giants. Six two two forty two. Ran a fifth four, round six, pick. Forty. Early yeah. fifth round pick. Yeah, I just you know he to me he's just kind of like that like nondescript guy that went all that also went in the fifth round and was like all right well at this point you know i have him right after voshan joseph and ahead of ben burke and drew tranquil but honestly i'm not that big on ryan Connolly. i might i might even bump him down i might even bump uh burke i have him at 24 i might yeah i might even bend, uh i would bump him even down so maybe like 21 honestly okay. i might put like the next few guys ahead of him no, did I forget Ben Burkhaven mm-hmm. went to Seattle? What? Oh, yeah. And what type of yeah. player is he? What type of linebacker is he? I believe he's more. He's another sort of inside guy. Okay. Inside linebacker type, yeah. And Hollins, um, Justin Hollins, is he more of an outside guy? He's more of an edge guy. Yeah. yeah. I actually okay. have. I believe Hollins is another guy along with Christian Miller that I have listed in my defensive ends right now. Okay. But so uh, both of those guys are so if you're looking at Christian Miller or Justin Hollins, those are more of your outside linebackers. And I would say with Justin Hollins, I mean, you've already got Von Miller, you've already got Bradley Chubb. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just what Yeah, I just I mean I don't know. I'm not Justin Hollins, like you know, regardless of the position, I'm not I'm not very So kind of Kind of to round it off, I you know I have U- Ulysses Gilbert at twenty eight. I've got Dakota Allen at twenty nine. I've got mm-hmm. Van Kinkle at Kinkle at thirty one. Mm-hmm. Greenlaw at thirty four. Kay Nellis at thirty five. I mean, I yeah. I'm not big on any of these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, depending. I think, I think I mean, Gilbert Ulysses Gilbert is kind of the one guy that stands out. Okay. Um, just he went to Pittsburgh, six foot two twenty four, four five one forty at his pro day. Um, you know, I just think Gilbert. I think Gilbert is just like a another project. So out of that out of that group, like he's kind of that guy. He's kind of the guy that just sticks out to me, especially because you know you have Vince Williams, who's going to be a starter for at least another year, it looks like. Um, but he's you know he's over thirty. I think Ulysses Gilbert could sit for a year, maybe more. And eventually start next to Devin Bush, you know. Um, yeah, but that's who you're talking about now. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, so that's that's kind of and Caden Ellis is one other guy who I'll just okay. talk about real yeah. quick. Six two two thirty eight four seven. New Orleans. I was pro day. Went to New Orleans. Played at Idaho. I have him as my twentieth guy. Uh, and again, another guy that can is more of a, a tackle guy. Um you know, can seventh round pick. Yeah. Another really late in the NFL draft, but he, you know, they don't have the best linebacker group in new Orleans. So, I mean, I think they have Demario Davis, who's a little older. I think he's over 30 now as their middle linebacker. Um, And I think they got AJ Klein playing strong side. I think their weak side guy is uh, uh, Anzalone, I believe who got, got drafted a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I like, and none of those guys are like, you know, particularly impressive to me. So I could see, and not to say Caden Ellis is, you know, jumping off 
jumping off like the highlight sheet yeah. either, but I just, you know, just at 20, like offered like a little bit of opportunity, maybe an injury happens. He gets a little, a little bump, but um, yeah, that kind of um, any other guys you want to talk about here? So I have one last guy um, undrafted mm-hmm. that, you know, in our super flex draft, I don't even think he's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Tech uh, went, went to, to Texas. the uh, undrafted. Yep. yep. Went to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with this guy because mm-hmm. um, he seems like six foot two twenty six ran a four three three at the combine. I mean, he's. I mean, he's a big tackle guy. Didn't he get a lot of tackles? Um, I don't really. I don't have his college stats um, in front of me, but. Uh, I don't know a ton about Gary Johnson. I have him. I have him ranked at twenty-eight. He had ninety total tackles. He had. He had. He had ninety. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. He had ninety total tackles last year. Sixty-one solo. Yeah. Ninety total just last year. Um, sixteen and a half were for a loss. Wow. Six and a half sacks. Two forced fumbles for Texas. I don't know what the deal is, why he was undrafted and why no one's talking about him. So I guess I guess I'll just say like we don't really have the information to give to people. But if if you out there, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far on the show and you want to look into Gary Johnson, played at Texas and now not, he's on the not Chiefs, the not the libertarian. I mean, that's a guy. Not the libertarian candidate, but Gary Johnson, the <laughs> NFL player. <laughs> Gary Johnson, the linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a guy, you know, see if you can find him out there because I don't even, in our Superflex draft that's going on right now, I don't even see him in there. I can't even draft him. Yeah, he's not, he's not even in the NFL database yet. Yeah. He's not even in there. So I don't know. Maybe he's just a guy that, you know, Maybe he's got off the field problems, or I don't know what the deal is. But um, he put up some gaudy numbers for Texas, mm. and uh, you know he was one of the top undrafted free agents for the Chiefs. Mm. And the Chiefs, I mean, I mean, who knows? I I, I I like what they do. They bring in a lot of yeah, a lot of guys that you know from smaller schools. I mean, Texas isn't a smaller school, but I mean they they do a lot of uh, they're their scouting is they do a pretty good job. Yeah, so absolutely. So I don't know if this guy, Gary Johnson, man, look him up. Uh, he could be, you know, a sneaky linebacker to grab. If, if like, you know, you're going into the summer and he ends up becoming a guy, you know, he might be somebody to, to look at and not a very deep linebacker core. Yeah. As far as like, Inside linebacker. Yeah, I mean they got Rag. They got. Uh, I mean, they got Ragland. They got Ragland. I think they still got. They got Hitchens there. I think, but I'm not a big Hitchens. Yeah. Guy, but, um. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Something for yeah. like. I mean. We, yeah, absolutely. Um. You heard it here first. Heard it here, Gary. Gary, Gary Johnson. Johnson. Um. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of throw him in, like at the yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. One other guy I know you mentioned. I'll just throw in there is Dakota Allen went to the LA Rams, came out of Texas Tech, 6'1, mm-hmm. 232, 4'7'7, 40 at his combine, at the combine. Um, 
he's kind of like seventh round pick. Yeah, um, he's a guy. I have him ranked at thirty right now. I might even move him up. I am at. I am. I have him at twenty nine. Yeah, I might. I might even move him up. I. I, I got like Joe Deneen and Gary Johnson actually ahead of him. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. He's a guy that you know. L.A. Rams. They don't have. They're. They're. I'm not a big believer. I have Joe Deneen at thirty eight. I'm not a big. I'm not a big believer in the Rams. Uh, linebacking core, I do like Micah. Ke- I do True. like Micah Kaiser, but I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big Littleton guy. Um, but anyhow, <clears throat> well, I will say, I will say that uh, you know the thing about linebackers. You look at last year's draft, and there were some great linebackers that came out, and then there were some guys that that I liked. I mean, I liked Oren Burks last mm-hmm. year. I liked um, Micah Kaiser. And, you know, I'm glad we don't have podcasts about that because mm. I'd probably be looking pretty foolish right now with those two guys. I don't know, man. Mike, Mike, was like, Mike yeah. Kaiser's a starter. He's projected to be a starter. All right. Well, he's projected to be a starter. I mean, that was my guy. I really liked him last yeah. year. So yeah. I'm just glad there's no, I'm glad there's no audio. He didn't, well, he didn't do, <laughs> he didn't do much of anything last year, but I mean, right. last year for me, my, my, like my, my flyer guys were, Oren Burks, Micah Kaiser, and Dorian O'Daniel. And the projected depth chart right now is that Micah Kaiser and O'Daniel are both going to – I mean, uh, Micah Kaiser and Burks are both going to start. And I believe O'Daniel isn't projected to start, but, I mean, I think he could definitely carve out a role. Um, I don't even know who O'Daniel really? is. Really? Oh, Kansas City, man. But, yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't really do the last year. This is more of my my deeper research yeah. here, but I will say, Oren Burks and Micah Kaiser. I mean, if those might be two guys, you know, if you can get for the for real cheap, they might be some guys. Very disappointing. Like their numbers last year were very mm-hmm. disappointing, and a lot of people had them kind of like as you know that those next tier linebackers, kind of like you know what we're talking about tonight when we get into that third fourth yeah. tier. Those are a couple guys that you know. You might want to target a linebacker, some second-year guys that could take a little leap. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, you want to get out of here? All right, let's do it. All right, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. Uh, we'll be back. I think. What do you want to do the next episode? Defensive line. Yeah, we'll do the defensive okay. line next. Awesome. That sounds good. All right, see you guys. Bye. All right. Bye.